Hey, I'm Tim. And I'm Drew. And this is the Hearts and Hands Podcast. In Season 5, Episode 8, we talked to Brian Urbanik about Goldwing Productions. Welcome to another episode of the podcast, and we are excited to bring back a guest we just talked to last week to hear more about how he got to where he is. And Drew, I don't know about you, but I enjoyed the conversation very much. Yeah. Brian, like we said last week, uh, was a new friend of ours. Um, We had not, not met him or talked to him, but after hearing about the work he got to do with Mark Parsons last week, we were excited just to hear about all of the work he does um, and how he kind of got into this line of work. So it was great to be able to reach back out to him and have him come on a second time where we can talk more about the other projects he's working on or has worked on in the past. Just very interesting stuff. I'm excited for you guys to hear about it. And it was really cool too. Um, I also got the chance to meet him in person in between the uh, tapings of these episodes. So that was quite fun. Just out of nowhere, he was filming a project at my church, which was quite cool. But hearing him tell his story and his influences and how he got to where he is, is something that's, I think, truly inspiring. So without further ado, let's get to Brian's episode. Today, we are excited to welcome back to the podcast, Brian Urbanik. Welcome, Brian. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. For our listeners who may not have caught your last episode, could you briefly reintroduce yourself, please? Yeah, my name is Brian Urbanik. I'm with Goldwing Productions, a video production company that uses video to tell the stories of Christian organizations, most of which happen to be Wells churches, schools, and personauticals, and the Synod itself. Our, our video content is usually used for promotional purposes, uh, fundraising purposes, and educational purposes like Bible studies. And so in that last way, once in a while, we have the great opportunity to be able to proclaim the gospel directly through our video content and through our work, which is a really, really wonderful opportunity. Yeah, that's really cool. We're going to dive into all of your work there with Goldwing eventually. But first, we want to kind of step back and say, where did you come from? Uh, where, what, what were you like growing up? Where did you go to school? What, what were your uh, creative ventures that you were into? Tell us all about that. So I am blessed to have come from a high school with a student-run TV station. And this TV station was not just like a closed circuit station within the school, but a cable channel throughout the city of Sheboygan, which is where I grew up. Uh, So I went to Sheboygan South High School. And there, there were a ton of opportunities to just dive into the world of television production and video production. And um, it's, it was sort of one of those things where you can get out of it what you want and what you put in. And thankfully, I had a really, really awesome uh, teacher, uh, the broadcasting teacher, who just provided so many opportunities. It happened to be that um, while I was in high school, you know, the cameras got upgraded, editing software I shouldn't say software, the editing approach completely shifted from tape to tape to nonlinear editing. That would be the software. Um, So I missed, I totally missed the tape to tape part. (laughs) But the big thing that we did that I was especially interested in high school and then in college 
was live sports broadcasting, multi-cam productions. So we would cover the the biggest thing was like basketball games of our high school, but then we also covered um, football and some other sports. The football part was tough because I played football, but I didn't play basketball. So for like the big games of the year, the crosstown rivalry games between Sheboygan South and North, we would do five camera broadcasts, you know, multiple broadcasts throughout the day, um, different uh, commentators, play-by-play commentary, that sort of thing. And then, so, and I was, I was, uh, I directed the broadcast. So I, you know, switched between the cameras, calling out the shots, prepared some content for the intro and pregame stuff and that sort of thing. Right. So that was a ton of fun. I went to UW Oshkosh uh, to study radio, TV and film. And so it did a very similar thing there. I got super involved with the student run TV station, especially sports broadcasting, you know, running camera, directing that sort of thing. And then also the radio station and and that sort of thing. Um, And so all throughout that time, I, my, my plan, my, my hope was to go into the world of, of sports broadcasting, multi-cam production, sort of like live event and live game coverage. Um, like if you watched an entire game on ESPN or on Fox or stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so after college, that was the route that I, I went down. I uh, started working for a regional sports broadcasting group uh, in the Green Bay area. And we covered like Tim Bradler's baseball and local high school basketball and stuff like that. So I did instant replay. Um, I did graphics. I ran camera once in a while. That was a lot of fun. And then I don't know if this is all <laughs> the, all what you're wondering for, but um, asking for, but then after, th- so that was actually only part-time and that was right after college. And I was, you know, hoping for a full-time job and that sort of thing. And there was an opening at a local TV station in Milwaukee, the CBS affiliate for what in news is called a photog position or photographer, but it actually has nothing to do with still photos. It's actually a videographer. Um, news is just a little bit old school that way. And so <laughs> they called it that back in the day and they still call it now, even though it has nothing to do with still photography. So I was a full-time news photographer uh, at the CBS affiliate in Milwaukee for a couple of years. And that's where I really fell in love with storytelling and through video. And so it was at that point that, and, and being introduced to that, that I was like, you know, sports broadcasting is a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with live um, multicam production, but now I've fallen in love with the ability to tell stories through video and especially when they evoke emotion. So that's a little bit of, of my story. That's a little bit of the gist of it. Yeah. I have to say a little surprising. I was not expecting that pivot there. So then after you started working at CBS, what made you decide to make this transition to kind of going out on your own and um, starting Goldwing? In news, I was able to gain a ton of great experiences, um, how to work quickly, because in in news, you have to work quickly. You know, there has to be um, a story on the air at 5 p.m. or 10 p.m., whatever it is. No ifs, ands, or buts. Certainly had the opportunity to cover a ton of different stories, including, you know, NCAA Final Four, on a couple of t- a couple of occasions, Super Bowl Fifty, some really neat non sports related stories. But from a production standpoint and a storytelling standpoint, local TV news is just a really tough space to be able to tell really good stories. Just because there's a lot of limitations with how much time you have to put the story together, how much time you have for the runtime of the story, and yeah, it just 
after a while you're doing this every single day and you know sometimes there's some really great stories sometimes not <laughs> and the, and the and the thing is with you know when really great stories do come it's hard to really do them justice because of all the constraints to, with time and also style too style is really you know specific so it was really because of those reasons that i wanted to be able to tell stories through video with more flexibility and I had already had some clients on the side when I was working full-time at the CBS affiliate. And so certainly it wasn't just a uh, you know, total leap of faith. There was part of that involved, but it, uh, it, there, the gap wasn't huge, right? Sure. So. so it seems like there's a common theme of what, you, what makes you love what you do is the storytelling aspect. So what part of the storytelling, like, or I guess, why is that your favorite part of videography and how did that lead you to your current clientele and the stories that you get to tell? Yeah, that's a great question. And so, yeah, the part of my story that I guess I haven't mentioned about yet is zeroing in on the idea of not just telling any story, but especially the story of God's work happening through his people and through his ministries. I think those are the most incredible stories to see People come out of the dark, be you know, brought out of the darkness and into the light by the work of the Holy Spirit. Man, that is incredible stuff. And these are really the best stories, right? And so to be able to tell them is a huge honor and privilege. And I, I guess the thing when it comes to especially telling these stories about people coming to faith, you know, these are transformational stories. These are not just, oh, now my day's a little bit better, or now I have a little bit better life. Now I have an incredible eternal life. So it's, this is big, you know? I mean, one of the things too is I think that as Christians, most of us struggle with communicating our faith and what we believe. And so to be able to capture the people who do communicate it really well on video and then share that with others and to put that in front of Christians, it allows us to have a language for how to commun or communicate our faith to others by hearing it um, and hearing other people speak about it. Certainly, we get that, you know, on Sunday mornings from our pastors in in the pulpits, but there's something special too about hearing it from fellow Christians as well. So, w when exactly was it that you kind of made this slight loop to doing this full time and starting Goldwing? And also, where does the name Goldwing come from? <laughs> That's a great question. So it happened seven years ago. Super Bowl 50 coverage with CBS, uh, the CBS affiliate was sort of my last hurrah at the TV station. Came back and uh, broke the news to my, my boss, I guess. And so that's when that happened. By the grace of God, everything has gone incredibly well since then. The name Goldwing is unfortunately not that great of a story. It's a name that I chose a long time ago, like probably early college, and it was really never meant to live as long as it has. It's simply a, a combination of my college alma mater and my high school alma mater. So like I mentioned, I went to UW Oshkosh. The colors there are black and gold. That's where the gold comes from. 
And my uh, my high school, Sheboygan South High School, home of the Red Wings, and that's where the wing comes from. And so you put those two together. But I mean, those two those two institutions are are really really important to me. I'm really really thankful for them because they gave me a ton of great experience in this space, and especially hands on experience. And so just a plug for UW Oshkosh's radio TV film program. If anyone is considering this as a career. That is, you know, and they're in like the Midwest, even anywhere in the country, that's a place to really consider. So you've had the chance to tell a lot of people's stories or I guess give space for a lot of people to tell their stories. Do you have a favorite project that you've worked on? Oh, man. Or what that, are some of your favorites, maybe? <laughs> yeah, that's a tough question. I mean, certainly cliche is that's like choosing your favorite child, right? You know, but definitely there are some that that stick out in my mind. So the uh, the project that we have spoken about uh, already on this podcast, Jesus is Enough with Truth and Love, that one's a really special one. That one is is one of the examples where we get to proclaim the gospel through our video content. And I think that that's a, a really special privilege to do. Some of the other stories, yeah, one of them that really stands out to me is a story from a home mission, a Wells Home Mission congregation out in uh, Northern California. And uh, this is a story of a man who was connected to that church. And because of that, learned about, you know, free grace and salvation through Jesus. This is a guy who he, you know, was a NCAA Division One college athlete, real tough guy, all this stuff, right? But life all of a sudden went south on him. So much to the fact that he one day went and attempted to take his own life. And then just a week later after his failed attempt is when he got connected to this Wells Home Mission Church. And the the way that um, he got connected seems to be, as the world would say, coincidental. This home mission church, actually, it's the, the hat that I have on. Uh, it's called Foundation Lutheran Church in Folsom, California. They worship out in a um, park every single Sunday, not because they have to, but just because it's a it's a beautiful space, and they are able to connect with a lot of their neighbors that way and tell them about Jesus, like this basketball player who happened to be playing basketball in the park that day right next to their worship service. And so after worship one day, some some folks from the church went over to the basketball court and said, hey, guys, we have some leftover food you know, from some donuts, right? That sort of thing. You guys want anything? And we're from the local church basically. And it was in that moment that this guy who had just a week prior attempted to take his own life and who really, really needs some help learned about Jesus. And yeah, it's just an incredible story. Just a huge, huge transformation. And then what? one more project that really stands out to me. This one isn't so much a personal story, but it's a story of a great uh, ministry that Kingdom Workers is doing in Indonesia. And uh, so this, th- with this piece, we were able to tell or produce a um, a short documentary about 20, 25 minutes long of um, the work that, that they're doing in Indonesia, um, part of their work. And so this was specifically related to um, women's health in, in rural Indonesia, especially specifically related to menstrual health in a part of the world where there's just not a lot of understanding related to uh, menstrual health. And so uh, Kingdom Workers goes to these super remote areas, educates uh, the women and some of the men about uh, the ways that God created their body and how they can uh, give glory to God through you know their body and this sort of thing. Uh, and there's certainly Bible study related to all this. 
and uh, just a really, really neat experience. And one that, boy, I never really would have expected to get myself into, you know, so. (laughs) Did you get to go to Indonesia for this? Yes. Yep. Spent probably about two weeks in Indonesia for that one. So that was really neat. So one one of the things I find interesting about videography is that it, it combines so many different elements to it, right? Like you have, uh, like you were saying, storytelling, which is clearly your favorite, it sounds like. But, you know, you have you have visuals to think about. You have audio to think about. And even within those things, you know, there's like the the taking of the footage. There's editing. There's all these other different things that go into it. And with you owning your own company, I imagine you do most of those different things on a fairly regular basis, right? Do you have like a favorite part to do? Like, do you really like shooting the initial footage? Do you really like just sitting in a dark room editing? Like what, what do you enjoy? I think that my absolute favorite aspect of it is the opportunity to sit down with folks and interview them. So our interviews are not, you know, question, answer, question, answer, right? Very rarely do I actually even come in with a list of questions. Um, sometimes if there's something very specific, I want to make sure that I ask and and don't forget to ask, then, you know, I might have that written down. But in general, it's usually just like, hey, let's just um, sit down and, and chat, you know? And uh, certainly, you know, it's it's not just as simple as that. Like there is a very specific goal in mind in that conversation that we have, but, you know, making it feel casual for the interviewee is the key, right? So that they hopefully forget that the camera's there. Maybe they can forget that the lights are there. Right. And then it just becomes me and them. And just like sitting down with a friend over a cup of coffee or a beer. And it's in those moments that, I've had the privilege of witnessing people just open up their hearts, be completely vulnerable about what's going on, what's on their mind, what's what's on their hearts. And then in that, we can show the incredible transformations that, that God makes in the lives of individuals. And um, that's just a really, really neat experience. When, when people are willing to do that, like who am I for them? Like some of these people, we just we meet for the first time like that day or or maybe even a couple hours prior and sometimes within minutes of the cam- camera rolling they're you know in tears and i'm like wow thank you for being so vulnerable because obviously that is not easy to do whether there's, there's a camera there or not right so it's just it's what a what a, a wonderful privilege to be able to 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 be that person that they're willing to open up to you know that sounds like a very, very cool thing. My next question is, do you ever find it difficult to keep a balance between needing to film videos because it's your job and wanting to film videos because it's your passion? Yeah. So this is a conversation or like a topic that a lot of creatives struggle with or talk about, right? A team member and I were at a conference in New York City last week and that was a common thing that, and, you know, people attend the conference would ask the presenters about this or how do I, right. And man, to be honest, like by the grace of God, I don't necessarily feel that that much, which is 
pretty mind blowing to me. And, you know, I'm very, very thankful for that. I mean, certainly like there are times or aspects of projects that uh, it can get, it can maybe feel mundane or, or tough in that way. But the really neat thing is that 99% of our projects are, are all Christian related content. And whenever the goal, the ultimate goal is to connect people to Jesus or help them to strengthen their faith. There's, there's just nothing better than that. You know, we have worked with a very small number of secular clients and organizations, and certainly there's nothing wrong with that and, or with them. And, you know, there's wonderful people doing wonderful things in the secular world, but I suppose like, Sometimes that might be the case when working with with those types of clients because they they just have a different goal and a different you know need and that's okay. So, but it's I mean that that the, the the percentage of those clients and projects that we work on is is very very small. So, so if people go back and listen to the first episode you were on, they'll be able to hear about a really cool project you have coming up. I'm wondering if there are any other ones that you're able to talk about yet that you're really excited for, or just like kind of like a dream goal, like someday you'd like to be able to tell this story. Hmm. So I don't know. That's a tough one. So like, I guess like now, okay. If for anyone who's been listening to this entire episode, the next thing I'm about to say is probably going to just be like, what, what are you talking about? Because it's totally different than everything I've just said. Sure. I guess the one, pretty much the only thing that I would consider to be like a goal that I would love to do in the future. So, and it's, it's, it's like unrelated to all this stuff. So it would be filming on Antarctica. That's it. I mean, like, I, I mean, <laughs> I, and that's like, there's no mission work happening in Antarctica. Right. So, really. um, it's like I said, it's totally unrelated. But the reason for it is because I also love to travel. I am a huge fan of of traveling and learning about uh, other cultures and people and that sort of thing. And uh, so, in uh, soon after college, uh, took a trip to India and just was mind blown. I'm like, this is incredible. And it was in that moment that I set a goal for myself to visit six out of the seven continents before I'm 35, and then hopefully Antarctica before I die. I figured to get to Antarctica before 35, that would be, that'd be a bit of a stretch. And so that's, I guess, you know, that's, that's what's on my mind. And I feel like, you know, I could, you know, there's, there's these like cruises and and stuff to Antarctica. Right. But I I just wonder if maybe like a shoot on Antarctica might be my best bet for getting there. I don't know. We'll find out. There's a classmate of mine actually from UW Oshkosh who was recently, who recently filmed on Antarctica. And so, and certainly like there are, you know, docuseries and all these types of things happening there. So it's not like completely unheard of, but just for the type of work that we do, uh, it would be a little surprising. So, yeah, yeah. But in terms of other projects uh, we have going on that I'm super excited about, I mean, like there's, there's always everything, you know, and like, there's always stuff, right? So, but um, I guess like one that we're currently in the middle of is uh, another one with kingdom workers. And uh, this is related to a ministry that they have going on here in the United States called Jesus Cares. And so Tim saw you up at 
St. Mark in De Pere uh, the other night for Worship of the Cross. That's their modified worship service for people with special needs and disabilities. So I was filming during that. That was super fun. We're telling some personal stories of people who have been impacted by that ministry for that project. And so just like these people that I have, you know, been able to meet and families that I've been able to meet um, through this project and tell their stories is just really, really incredible. Well, as always, Brian, we want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. It's been really cool to hear about all the, the stories you get to tell and the work you're doing. So thank you for taking the time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. That wraps it up for another episode of the podcast. As always, uh, if you have questions you want answers to, people you want to hear from, or you're excited to talk about your new project, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to us at president at heartsandhands.art. Uh, we look forward to hearing from you. And we appreciate all support we've received both on our Patreon page and on heartsandhands.art. If you want to sh- support the show, make sure to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash heartsandhandspodcast. And to continue to support the work of Hearts and Hands as a ministry, please check out heartsandhands.art. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.